What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, Wellpreneurs. This week, we're talking about how to get your business legally organized. Now, that might not be the most exciting topic ever, but let me tell you, it's important and it's some area where a lot of wellpreneurs just stick their head in the sand, like thinking about things like client agreements or website disclaimers or terms of service or trademarking, all of that stuff. We can kind of just get overwhelmed and ignore it. And let me tell you, as a business owner, that is not the best approach. So it's really not that complicated to understand. And this week, I've got attorney Sam Vanderweelen on the podcast. And she's going to talk us through what we need to know as the legal basics for our wellness business and answer a bunch of my own questions too. Now, in case you missed it last week, I wanted to let you know that Marie Forleo is currently in the process of launching her B-School course, which is a really fantastic online marketing training course that I've taken myself. And what I really like about her approach is that it's really about modern online marketing and she keeps it really fresh. So she's got these three training videos that come out as part of the B-School launch, and they're really solid. I think it's really interesting to watch them both just to get free training, right, and to learn about her modern marketing approach, but also to watch with your marketing hat on and see how a real pro with a large business does a really professional launch. So if you'd like to check out those Marie Forleo's B-School launch videos, you can get those at wellpreneuronline.com slash b-school. Now, yes, that's my affiliate link. So that means that if you sign up for B-School through my link, then I get a commission, which is awesome. And I really appreciate your support of Wellpreneur. But regardless of whether you want to take B-School or not, I think it's well worth your time to listen to her training videos and, and really observe how a pro does marketing. Plus, I think you'll probably learn something. She's pretty good. So again, that's wellpreneuronline.com slash B-School. Now, a little epic trip update for you. My husband and I are on an incredible trip. We're traveling from Hong Kong to London by train. It's going to take us 10 weeks. And at the week this episode is being released, we're actually crossing from Mongolia into Russia, where we're going into Siberia. We're going to go to Lake Baikal, which is the largest freshwater lake in the world. Of course, it'll be all frozen because it's February. And then we're getting on the Trans-Siberian train to travel across Siberia, across Russia, up to St. Petersburg. So that's all happening right now. So I'd love for you to follow our journey. You can follow that on our blog, which is andouroteradventures.com or on our Instagram, and which is just andouroteradventures is our Instagram username. So I have no idea what we're going to see. Probably a lot of snow and ice and birch trees and some pretty spectacular scenery, I think. And lots and lots and lots of hours on the train to catch up on my reading and blogging. I'd love to connect with you over there. Now, as always, for this episode with Sam Vanderweelen, you can get all the links to everything we talk about in the show notes, which are at wellpreneuronline.com, or you can pop over into our Wellpreneur community group on Facebook, and we can talk about this week's episode. Sam's pretty active in the group, so if you have any questions about 
what she talked about in this interview, I'm sure just tag her in your post and I'm sure she'll be happy to answer. Okay, let's jump into this interview with Sam Vanderweelen all about the legal things you need to know to run your wellness business. Hey, Sam, thanks for joining us on the show today. Hey, Amanda, thank you so much for having me here. So I always like to start off asking if, like, how do you describe what it is that you do? (laughs) That's a great question. So it depends who I'm talking to, but (laughs) whether I'm talking to my neighbors or whether I'm talking to other people with online businesses. But considering the audience, I would say that I help to empower women with some simple, pretty simple legal information and education and I do this through two ways, um, through DIY legal templates and through bizstorming sessions. And really, my goal is to help empower women with online businesses or with coaching businesses to feel comfortable and confident putting out those services and those businesses that they truly love. I want them creating that course that's always been on their heart. I want them writing that blog post they've always wanted to post, but maybe have been a little nervous. Or I want them getting their business started because they've been a little nervous to get started. So. That's what I do. I help them to break through that, get started just through some simple legal information. Mm What did you do before you did this? How did you come to create this business? Yeah, sure. So I was a corporate attorney for about five years. I worked in large law firms in the Philadelphia area. That's where I'm from. And I worked with small businesses, large businesses. And really my day-to-day was helping them to either avoid getting in trouble or helping, helping them once they got in trouble already. So I was a corporate litigator. I was in court a lot. I was writing a lot. I was arguing a lot. <laughs> and um, I was very miserable and, and not, not a happy person. And so I actually initially left the law a little over a year and a half ago to start my own health coaching company. So I started my own health coaching business called Huga Wellness because I wanted to kind of capture the Danish concept of Huga and help women to prioritize self-care and slow down and manage their stress in a healthier way. And so that's actually what I was initially doing before I, um, or immediately doing before I started this business. That's really cool, actually. And so you tried to make a transition like into health coaching. And then what you just realized, you know what, like I can still use my legal skills, but I just don't have to do it in a big firm. Yeah, it's actually, it was, it's so fascinating. It's been such an interesting experience. And hopefully someone else can relate to this. But when I first left the law, I wanted nothing to do with it. I wanted away from it. I blamed all of my problems on it. I thought everything, you know, about why I was not um, feeling really happy, despite having all of the reasons to feel happy on paper, I blamed everything on it. And so when I first left and created my own business, my own health coaching business, I wasn't really connecting with what I was doing. Like I love health and wellness. And I realized that what it for me, it was more of a personal hobby. I love reading about it. I love cooking. I love going to the farmer's market. I love working out. But it was such a personal hobby for me. I didn't realize that I, I didn't love making it into a business. But what I did love was the fact that women kept contacting me saying, hey, I saw that you're an attorney, but you're also a health coach. And so you must have some clue as to how I, you know, what what steps I need to take to start my own business or I'm really confused about why I need a business bank account. Can you help break this down for me? And I loved it because I realized that what I was doing for them was helping to unlock maybe this series of steps that they were going to take that were very similar to the ones that I was taking. I felt like I got out of prison when I left the law. And if I could help anybody else to start up their own business, whether it was because they were making a career change 
or they needed some flexibility or some more income. I just, I couldn't have felt any better about it. And I realized that that was in fact what I really was meant to do and what I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So your story, when you were talking about that, when you started your business really resonates with me because I had a very similar situation where when I left, I used to work in computer software doing mm-hmm. uh, partnerships and sales. And when I left, I was like, that is it. I'm becoming a health coach. I'm not, I don't want to do anything with technology and startups and software and marketing. And like, I'm done with all that. And the exact same thing happened. People, other health coaches just started asking me all these questions. And I actually didn't like health coaching. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I really didn't like it. The clients that I worked with, like it just, it's just like what you described. And so I'm curious, I know for me, when I had that realization that I didn't like health coaching, I had like a crisis because I was like, oh Mm. no, this was my next career plan. What am I going to do with myself? Like I really resisted getting back into marketing. Did you have like that or did you just, were you okay with it? No, I did too, especially because I still associated all of these icky, bad feelings with the law. And then all of a sudden it just, it actually came to me in a day where I went to a women's wellness conference. Um, and I actually just went for fun. And there were about 400 women there. And actually, the people who created it's called the Good Fest. It was in Philadelphia this year. And the women who created this conference didn't intend for it to be this way, but it actually intended, it actually ended up being a conference full mostly of women who were health coaches or who were becoming health coaches. And the entire day, I basically just spent going around giving out lots of like information and advice. And I was just having so much fun. And I felt so much, I don't know, I was just so much happier talking to them about that than I had in any one health coaching session that I had with a client. And I think it was in that that I realized that it was the environment, you know, maybe like the structure that the way that I was doing work, the topic... So I was still going to have all of these elements to being an entrepreneur, like the flexible schedule and being able to travel more and work from anywhere and all these things. But I could still help people through my education and my work experience in a way that was meaningful. So for anybody listening, you're transitioning into wellness from a different career. Don't necessarily write off your other career. You know, you've got a lot of skills from that. And I think you can be open to it and, and see what evolves. Cool. Okay. But Sam, the reason I wanted to have you on was really to pick your brain about some of this legal stuff. Because I think the legal aspect of our businesses, especially when we're getting started, I think people just would rather, either you go two directions, either you become like obsessive with it and (laughs) want to have every single thing covered to be 100% secure, like to feel like you're safe before you start, or people just like stick their head in the sand and ignore it. So I'd love it if you could share with us, like what are a few of the basic things that everybody running their own wellness business should be thinking of? Yeah, sure. So this is something I really pride myself on because as a coach myself, I pride myself on being sensitive to budget and timing and the fact that we, you know, we don't build these businesses overnight. And so we don't need to arm ourselves like Fort Knox overnight either. Right. So I think to me, the most important part for a beginning health coach is to think about your website. So I like to talk about someone's website first, because that's generally the first thing that we have up, you know, that's today's business card. And we have our websites up, we maybe put up a blog, we create a freebie and an opt in and we're driving people to our email list just to get started and put our name out there, share our content. And I always talk to my clients about the fact that it's so cool that with the internet, we can reach people and make friends and find new clients all around the world. But the flip side of that is that 
we are reaching people all around the world that we really have no idea who they are, what shape they're in, what allergies they have, whether they're seeing a doctor regularly, any of this stuff. We really, in fact, just don't even know who that person is behind the other side of the computer screen or the phone. So it's really important to start with our websites because if we're putting all of these things out there, we want to make sure that people very clearly understand who we are and what we do. And so especially in the health coaching world, it's really important that people understand that you're giving out information and you're not giving out medical advice, you're not diagnosing, curing, treating, all of those you know, legal terminologies. So that's a very important distinction because we want to put ourselves in the position of saying, this is who I am. This I'm being very clear and open and upfront with you. And if you choose to read my website, read my blog, try my food or my recipe that I suggest, then that's on you moving forward. So I usually like to start with having a website disclaimer, which does essentially just that. It explains who you are and what you do. And also a privacy policy, because in, at least in the U.S., it is required if you're collecting people's name or email address or anything like that. So those are the two most basic documents you should have up even before you have clients. And usually people round out, I call this the total website solution. So usually people round this out with a website disclaimer, the privacy policy and terms and conditions which are really like the rules and regs of your sites, letting people know how they can use their site, how they can't use your site, how they could be removed from it, what they can do with your content, like sharing your blog posts or using your images, things like that. Got it. Okay. And what about when you said that, like the most important stuff, the thing that came to mind for me was a client agreement. Yes. So a lot of times people will contact me before they even have their first client. And if they don't, they'll always say, I don't have any clients yet. So I didn't think I needed anything until I have a client. So that's why I always talk to them about the website first, because to me, I actually think that's really important before you even have clients. So usually we'll have our website up or maybe our blog up before we ever get our first paying client. But yes, definitely either simultaneously or our next step would be as soon as you have a client who now wants to contract with you and work with you through your coaching program, you definitely want to have a one-on-one client agreement or a services agreement of some sort. Because mm-hmm. that is like, I see beginner coaches all the time that just mm-hmm. agree to work with their friends. I mean, I, I never think it goes well when you try to health coach your friends. Like, <laughs> so many of us have tried. It doesn't, go, it just, yeah, it's frustrating. But they'll like, or they'll find a friend of a friend or somebody, you know, and they get their first client and then like they have no agreement in place and it ends up like the person wants a refund or they don't show up for their sessions or they want to drag their sessions out for like a year. You got to have a client agreement to set some boundaries. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's so important. And I think um, it was really funny because I didn't intend it this way. But one of the things I've gotten positive feedback about the most about uh, about kind of the process of filling out like a DIY legal template is that it, it encourages a new coach to set some business policies that she might not have thought about yet. So like you just said, I think that's actually one of the best ones that people bring up all the time. They've maybe thought about a refund or a return policy, but they haven't thought about if someone signs up for a six-month program and is just kind of lackadaisical about scheduling their sessions with you, three years later, are you supposed to still be honoring, you know, those unused sessions over that period of time? So I think it's kind of cool to use something professional in that sense, because we've thought about all these issues that come up you know, the most common issues that come up in practice. So what about the intellectual property we create to use a legal term? Like what about our programs and 
ebooks and courses and stuff like that? Do we need to be thinking about anything from a legal perspective for those? Yeah. So this is, of course, is always different depending on where the person lives. But in the U.S., we have basic copyright protection for putting out content with our name on it. So of course, it helps to put that little C with the circle and the year followed by the the legal name of your business entity. You can put that on all of your documents. I put it on mine, but it also is implied in the U.S. As for things like trademarks or anything like that, We also have what's called common law trademark protection here in the United States. So we do have rights even without going forward with uh, an official registration with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, which does cost several hundreds of dollars. It's non-refundable if they do reject it. You know, they're kind of a series of uh, requirements for getting it accepted and all these kinds of things. So I think people are pleasantly surprised to find out that there are common law rights to having, you know, if you put out like a course or program with a catchy name or you have a cool tagline for your website or a really nice designed logo on your website, you can put the TM. The TM stands for having something trademarked with common law protection. And the R with the circle around it is only allowed to be used when something's officially been registered with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. So I think new coaches are always a little bit relieved to hear that, that you don't, this all doesn't have to be done overnight. But of course, What I encourage people to do is obviously get started and then we figure out if this is going to be your signature course or program or it's going to be like your signature ebook that you're going to sell on your website or something like that, then let's talk registration and move forward with that process. But in the beginning, when we're kind of testing things out, seeing what sticks, you know, maybe we change the name of something down the line that can all get very expensive if we're if we're starting out by registering up front. Got it. Okay. so I think there's. I don't know. One one sense I get is that a lot of people have, like, there's so much fear around the legal, <laughs> you know, trying to protect yourself legally. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get sued. Someone's going to be unhappy. Like, all this bad stuff's going to happen. And I think in a way, you know, that either makes people, like, freak out and not want to do anything about it or go, like, overboard with it. Yeah, I don't know. Can you help us through that? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So I kind of split this conversation into like 50% mindset and 50% uh, practical, you know, protections. So at least in terms of the practical protections, this is why we have people like myself or local attorneys that you can work with where you can have, you know, this is why we don't text potential clients back and forth about uh, the terms of our agreement. This is why we have something in writing that's reviewed and signed and we both have a copy of it. So that we're very clear and upfront about the terms of our agreement and what's included, what's not, and all this stuff. You'd be surprised how many things can be avoided just by having things in writing and being very clear in plain language. I find that the people who contact me who have gotten into some kind of issue with a client, it's usually a case of misunderstanding or miscommunication, you know, where one party thought, one thing was included or not, or cost this much or something like that. And it was the opposite. So I think people should feel relieved in the sense of just getting things very clear. It not only is better for those reasons, but it's also very professional. It makes you look very professional. I think a lot of my clients also appreciate the fact that when someone will contact them to say, hey, can I return this? You know, they can, instead of saying my policy is not to accept returns or something like that, you can instead point to an agreement or something in writing. It takes a little bit of the personal element in like a solopreneur business out of it. So I think people are often comforted by even just having something that they know was professionally done or looked at by somebody who 
is in their space. And so, of course, we can take some of these practical steps of just getting these legal items in place. I think that the other part of it, the kind of more mindset angle to it is thinking about legal in a different way. So for one, not just thinking about having those protections in place because you want to prevent yourself from getting sued, just like we can do all we you know can every day to try to quote unquote prevent ourselves from getting certain diseases or something like that. We can't totally prevent ourselves from being sued in the US. What we can do is put ourselves in the best positions possible and then we can do a heck of a good job for our clients and be very professional and friendly and open and available and and communicate very clearly so that um, there aren't misunderstandings. But we can also use these things to protect our businesses in more of a proactive way. So we just talked a little bit about intellectual property. Maybe you create like a killer course and everybody wants this course. So somebody downloads it and then tries to copy it and put it up as their own or takes your ebook and sells it as their freebie or something like that. So I also think it's really helpful as women to think about like being fearless entrepreneurs, empowered entrepreneurs. And we want to use this stuff to also protect all of this amazing content that we're putting out too, not just cowering in a corner afraid that someone's going to sue us because that's, that's not something that we can totally prevent. And that is part of the cost of doing business. And the way I always end this conversation is, and that's what insurance is for, (laughs) because at the end of the day, that's, that's really why we have that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So earlier you said that like the, in terms of your website, the big things to get in place were like a privacy policy and a disclaimer, um, then Mm -hmm. maybe T's and C's. So I'm just going to ask the question that's probably on like everybody's mind. Can we just go to another website and like copy theirs? (laughs) Yeah. So there's so many, there's so many reasons um, why we shouldn't do that. One, um, that's actually an intellectual property violation of that person. So this actually happened recently to somebody I know who did that and they were templates that she had actually paid for. And so she went after that person who actually took them from her because she had paid, the client had paid for them. So that's not, you know, that's not a very nice thing to do to other people. But if if we're trying to think about uh, spreading goodwill, it's probably not a good way to start. But the other, the biggest reason, I mean, the real practical reason about this is that say, for example, like something like my DIY legal templates, they're fill in the blank templates. So these templates prompt you where to fill in information that's pertinent to you and your business. And not only does the template language suggest that, but like my templates, for example, come with a video how-to tutorial where I walk you through and I tell you not only where to put it in, but I describe to you, like, if you do this in your business, you're going to want to think about putting this or describing this process or how you do this. And so you're missing that. If you just take somebody else's, you have no idea where those blanks were or what is specific to them in their business. So it's very important that you get a fresh set, whether it's from me or someone else or from a local attorney that at least gives you the opportunity to go through them and make them specific to you and your business because you want to make sure that this stuff actually covers you. Mm -hmm. Right. So thinking through like, for example, maybe one person has a membership site and it's written with that in mind, but you sell something totally different or you do like, yeah, group coaching courses or something. And it might be they might actually, you might be missing out on some of the things you need to cover. Yeah. And there are places in my templates where I say, describe your business purpose here. And if somebody who purchased my templates, for example, goes through and they describe their business purpose, and now they go and put that up on their website, 
if you went and copied and pasted it, you're never going to know that that's what that sentence was supposed to be describing. And really, that sentence should describe your business purpose, not their business purpose, because hopefully they're totally different. So it just doesn't help. And also people have specific policies. I mean, like you said, they'll have membership sites. So some people will have lots and lots of language that has to be built into their templates about stealing passwords and letting other people use your login information and all that kind of stuff. And then if you're using a template that's like that, there's a lot of information in there that's not pertinent to you. And the vice versa is is true as well. So maybe you're somebody who has a membership site, you copy somebody who doesn't, and now none of that language is built into it. So it's just not helping you the way that it it would if you just did your own. Right. Cool. And it's bad karma. So bad karma. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way I always explain this to people too is like, you, you know, we're all in business. And so obviously we all want to support each other, but we wouldn't like it very much if someone as a health coach, you know, someone took all of our stuff and copied it. And so I don't, I think people have been pretty respectful about it and understanding, but I know it. I do know it happens and I do get a lot of bashful clients who will contact me and say, don't hate me, but, uh, you know, three years ago, I just copy and pasted this agreement from somewhere. I don't even remember where, but I'm ready to get a real one now because I want to make sure that I'm, you know, operating at the highest standards. (laughs) So what if, I'm trying to think of like a really common situation. What if we notice somebody using something from our business? Like maybe they're, you've, taken one of our blog posts and reposted mm-hmm. it on their site, or maybe they're using our business name, or maybe they're, you know, have taken our images or something, something that is like our intellectual property. What do you recommend in that situation? Yeah. So the first thing I recommend, just because this is kind of more my nature, is that I first recommend kind of an investigatory step. So you make sure that it's definitely yours. And in some of these cases are clearer than others, but you know, make sure it's definitely yours. Or I've had people say, I used a stock image on my site. And then I noticed that someone wrote a similar blog post and they took the same stock image. And it's like, but that stock image isn't yours. Mm -hmm. So you can't control what other people do with that. And so, you know, you kind of want to take an assessment first to make sure it's actually yours, make sure it's actually a copy. And once we've done that, then I recommend... Well, can I just say, because like how many people have like green smoothie recipe eBooks, right? Like everyone. (laughs) So just because somebody else had, and that's, you know just one example, but just because somebody has something that, especially in holistic health, like there's so much similarity amongst what we're teaching. Of course, we're all doing it in our own way, but like, yeah, just because they have the same topic doesn't necessarily mean it's copied. Exactly. So that's why I always encourage people just to take that moment, take a deep breath and make sure, because I know it can feel like there, you know, it's a crowded space and that there are a lot of people doing similar topics or similar types of things, but just to make sure at first that you know. And you want to also be able to back up what you're saying because if you contact them directly and accuse them of something, you want to make sure that you have proof. Like, for example, was your blog post timestamped um, or date stamped so that you could show that it was posted before? Because you don't want that person to turn around and say that you, in fact, you know, copied theirs because you can't show that it was up before theirs. So kind of collecting some of that information so that you don't reach out too quickly and then have to backpedal spreading some more of that good karma. But then contacting them, I, I usually recommend just because it's more in my nature to be friendly and professional at first and just say, I noticed this blog post. Uh, here's like a screenshot of my blog post that's date stamped on this date that's before when yours was and it's the same language. And then you should give them a very specific and very short period of time in which they need to remove it or take it down, depending on what it is. So 
this conversation definitely advances or changes if the person is selling something that you're doing. So if someone takes your freebie and then turns around and makes it a paid ebook or something like that for themselves, and now they're profiting or making money off of something that you're doing, you should definitely talk to an attorney where you live or who's licensed where you live if that's something that you know you really want to chase after because that takes it to a different level when someone's making money. But this is also, just to round this out, this is a good time to take a step back and realize that this is why it's important to have your own legal stuff done because if you didn't have a policy already in place, like you should have a policy very clearly written and stated on your website, usually in your terms and conditions, that states how people can share your content in an appropriate way. Like this is really popular for a lot of my food blogger clients, for example, where they want people sharing their recipes and their images or something like that, especially in like food roundup posts or something like that. But they want to be cited for it. They don't want it being passed off as someone else's. So this is why it's really important to have that policy available on your website. And then when you're reaching out to people, you can point back to that policy and say, this is my policy. What you did doesn't comport with my policy. So therefore, you need to make these changes, either remove it or cite me or something like that. Got it. And so it sounds like, you know, unless somebody's selling something, this isn't something you even need to get a lawyer involved in in the beginning. So you can just send, once you do your research, then you can send something that, like you said, has a short deadline for them to take action. Um, And hopefully it's just a misunderstanding that you can clear up. I agree with your approach that like, it's always good to start giving them the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. and being really friendly and not being like totally accusatory and like Mm -hmm. (laughs) litigious to start with. It usually get a better result. (laughs) Yeah, it's just ironically, it's not my nature. That's probably why I didn't like the law very much. But and I was a corporate litigator, but um, it's just not in my nature. And I also just think that in my experience so far, when people do that, nine times out of 10, the person who's written to is so, let's say, embarrassed that this person found out. I think a lot of people think that the internet is so big and vacuous that there's like no way that anyone could ever find something that they post. And when someone does, it catches them off guard. I think they're a little bit embarrassed and they usually comply and take it down. And so that's technically called a cease and desist. Um, Attorneys will charge an arm and a leg to do this. But a lot of this type of legwork, like what you said, especially for the things that are just kind of being copied or misused, maybe not sold on someone's behalf, can be handled by yourself at first. Cool. And then if they refuse to do it or didn't meet the deadline, then I guess that's when it would be good to get an attorney involved. Yes, definitely. And you, so that's why you want to always do this in writing and try to do it only by email. Don't do this through Facebook Messenger, Instagram, direct messaging or anything like that. You want to have an email that has a time and date stamp, something that you could print out and bring to an attorney if you needed to. If this moves forward, you know, back in the day, I would have told you to write them a letter and send it by certified mail. But, you know, 99% of online businesses don't even have an address listed. So it's making it a little difficult to be able to do that. But if you do have access to that, you can always cover yourself by doing that as well. Cool. Awesome. Um, I want to end on like a positive note. <laughs> yeah, good thing. Good idea. So it's like not to, because I know this is like a lot of, it's so much information. And, you know, I know there's a risk, especially for people just starting out to like go get paralyzed almost because they can't, yes. there's so much to do. Like, oh my gosh, I need my client agreements and my program and marketing and my website. And like, ah, oh, I just, and get, they get stuck. So 
I don't know. Do you have any happy thoughts about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, for one, that's why people (laughs) like me exist. So we all have a purpose and this is mine. And um, just like so many of you are helping people to feel better uh, who feel super overwhelmed about what to eat and how to move their bodies and how to de-stress and all these things. You know, if that's how you're feeling about the business side or legal side of business, that's what people like myself are for. Um, my approach especially is extremely laid back and I, that's just kind of my style and I'm here to help people to relax. But I really would encourage people who feel paralyzed or hesitant about getting started or moving forward to, I, first of all, I would suggest reading the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert because I actually thought that this, her thoughts on fear were really helpful for me to think about the law in a different way because I learned that it's normal, first of all, to be afraid. Of course, none of us want to put something out there and have it stolen. Of course, none of us want to work with a client and have them turn around and sue us. That would be terrible. you know. So no one wants to feel that way. But I think part of running a business is learning that this fear is normal. This fear is going to be there. But how we deal with it, how we interact with it is up to us. And so I think Elizabeth Gilbert says it gets a voice but not a vote. And I think that's really helpful just in kind of reshaping our mindset around it. And I truly believe in the power of just doing really good work as well. You know, I think this is another great reason to put a lot of value into your work and not sell yourself short with your prices because you take on clients who are really serious and want to work with you. You don't want to just work with anyone. That's why my prices are what they are. I I want to make sure I can give all of my attention to my clients and take great care of them. I want to make sure I have enough time and energy to do that, mental space to do that. And when I do work with them, I give them my full intention and my full energy. And I care about them a lot. And I don't work with people who don't make me feel that way. And I actually think that's probably a better insurance policy than any actual insurance policy you could get. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Sam, for being here and sharing all your your legal wisdom with us. It's a topic that we don't think about very much. And yeah, it's been really, really helpful, really straightforward and easy to understand. So thank you. You're so welcome. So tell people where can they get in touch with you, ask questions. I know you're part of our Wellpreneur community group on Facebook, so they can reach you in there. But yeah, where can they check out your templates and learn more? Sure. I love the Facebook group. So you can always find me there, but you can find me at my website, samvanderwielen.com. I'm sure we'll have a link to that. Mm-hmm. And you'll see there, there all the legal templates are available. They're all instant downloads. They all come with their own video tutorial that's customized to that legal template itself. So it's actually a screen share video of me walking you through the actual document itself, helping you to fill in the blanks, but also translating the document so that you can really understand it and make it your own. Because my goal is for you to be able to use these for the duration of your business. Or if you do what I do and do a complete 180 and start a new business, you'll be able to go back and you'll be able to make them custom to your new business. So you can always find the legal templates there. I also work with women one-on-one through BizStorming sessions, which are business mentorship and marketing strategy sessions that we host on Skype or Zoom. And I'm always on Instagram. I love Instagram. So I'm very visual. I'm at Sam Vanderwielen and Facebook, of course, as well. Um, and you can always send me an email at Sam at samvanderwielen.com. And I would encourage anybody who is feeling overwhelmed or has a lot of questions about this, you know you need something, but you're not really sure what. Or if you go take a look at my templates and you're just really not sure what you need, book your free 20-minute legal checkup with me. So we hop on the phone. 
we talk one-on-one. You can tell me about what you do. And by the end of the call, you'll feel much better and you'll know exactly what you need or what you need over a period of time. And we'll get you guys on the right track. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sam, for your time today. It's been really great. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. As always, you can get all the links in the show notes at wellpreneuronline.com. And for this interview in particular, Sam is very active in our Wellpreneur community group on Facebook. So if you have any questions inspired by this interview, just tag her and I'm sure she'll be happy to answer. Also, don't forget to check out Marie Forleo's B-School training videos that are available this week. You can get those at wellpreneuronline.com slash b-school. Okay, that's it for me this week. As I head into Russia and to cross Siberia, I've heard the trains are pretty warm and toasty, but I think when we get out to stretch our legs and explore Lake Bacall in Siberia, it's going to be a little chilly as it's February. So send me some good warm vibes. And if you want to follow along with our journey, it's at our website and our other Hope to see you over there. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you soon.